Hi, my name is Jen Polson, and I am a Soul Connection Coach, and I'm so excited to share with Pearl today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Conversations with Pearl. And this is my third one today that we're recording because my dear friend and my business coach, Julie DeLuca Collins, is taking care of her mom. So in the meantime, I get to bring you another amazing guest who is all about the mindset. And you guys know that's what my jam is. So today I'm bringing you Jen Polson. She is the creator of Year of Miracles and has been helping entrepreneurs, execs, and coaches for over a decade with their most important work, their inner work. She helps her clients identify and release the hidden beliefs that are creating the self-doubt, the overwhelm, and the sabotage so work-life balance supports their success and most important relationships. Her unique method creates quick results as she combines her psychological background, oh my gosh, spit that out Pearl 20 times, and intuitive mindset training. So Jen, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you today. Oh, thanks for having me, Pearl. Yay. And tell us mindset uh, you know, that's what we love here to talk about. But what led you down that path? So tell us a little bit about your background, Jen. Why mindset? Yeah, well, you know, I studied, I got an undergraduate degree in, in psychology and had every intention of like going and getting the master's and doing the whole therapy thing. Um, and I think that probably stemmed from my parents, like they, their marriage was a mess, and they ended up getting divorced. And so I think that um, yeah, I kind of naturally like lean toward trying to figure some of that stuff out for myself. Um, luckily the last semester of my undergraduate, they had us go to, um, therapy every week at the college campus counselor. And it wasn't an experience that I loved. And in fact, it really, a lot of times left me feeling, um, discouraged and feeling like I was just kind of regurgitating and throwing up, so to speak, the same stuff over and over again. And I just didn't feel like I was making any progress. And so I decided like to abandon ship on the whole, you know, becoming a therapist. Um, The interesting thing was, is that I started like recognizing that I had uh, quite a bit of anger and I had some self-esteem issues. And So I knew things were kind of out of balance. Um, At that point, you know, I was pretty young. I didn't know what to like do of it or do with it or make of it. And so, you know, I ended up, I got married, started having kids and started realizing I'm still carrying all this stuff. This anger hasn't gone away or this, you know, this desire to, you know, forgive, you know, people in my life, just, I just couldn't connect with it. And, um, you know, several, several years went by and I think I just had gotten in some like cycles of where I, you know, felt depressed and I was very patient with my kids and I was like just struggling inside, even though everything on the outside looked fine, you know, and there was no logical reason I should be unhappy. And um, I finally, I had a friend just one day, she like put her hands on my shoulders and looked right at, looked me right in the eyes and said, Jen, you need to go to my energy lady. And this was like 25 years ago. And I was like, what? Like she went to church with me and I was like, I don't know what you're into. I don't know if I can be your friend anymore. And um, 
you know, the thing is, is that over the years, I'd read the self-help books. I been to, I was listening to workshops and seminars and going to seminars, trying to find something that would help me feel better. And it was just like little spurts of in, uh, inspiration, but nothing seemed to stick. So I swallowed my pride. I decided I would like, you know, like scrounge up the money because my, my husband and I weren't doing that great financially at the time to go to the energy lady, no matter how crazy it sounded. And the decision to, to think completely different out of my comfort zone changed the entire course of my life. And all of a sudden, I just like this whole world of like, the subconscious brain and why I do the things that I do and and think the things that I think and feel the things that I feel just took on a whole new like perspective and meaning. And so, you know, for gosh, for 10 years, I went to different um, energy therapists and tried different like modalities that were different than just regular talk therapy because that didn't help me. And I'm not like, I'm not bad mouthing therapists at all. I just, I think there's a place for them. It it wasn't a good fit for me because I, I didn't realize like I needed help with the subconscious and the, my whole belief system that I didn't even know was messed up, <laughs> you know? And so um, I just started realizing like, wow, I have all these beliefs that I'm not worthy and all these beliefs that I'm not enough. And I like we were talking before, like the people pleasing, you know, I was thick into that and codependent relationships and I had it all. (laughs) And when I started on this journey of starting to understand like, oh, I can heal, you know, these underlying beliefs that were developed in my childhood and I can I can change those and transform those and my life can be different and I can feel different inside and so um about let's see I'm 54 so about when I was 40 or 41 I decided um I needed to decide I needed to decide what I wanted to do when I grew up and so I went and got trained in a an emotional release uh, modality called it, at the time it was called simply healed now it's called simply align and um i started my own business helping other women and it's just i've been doing that for like 12 i guess 12 years over 10 years so that's amazing and so i want to go back to like when college i mean how many of you are listening that have gone through you know going through you're going through college and you think i just what i want to do and then Thank goodness they had to put you through that process, right? Because you're like, oh my gosh, this is not like, like you said, you're throwing up practically, you know, over that. So, and it's, so it becomes a, that eye opener. And then you, you know, you start leading this life of, because 25 years ago, we weren't talking about the things we're talking about today when it comes to self-care. Mm-hmm. We weren't talking about energy healers. We weren't talking about meditations. We weren't talking about yoga. We were talking about yoga, but they were saying bad things about yoga. We weren't talking about those things that center ourselves and give us that that release that we need when we're high anxiety or stress, something stressed out or don't know how to deal with a trauma that we've buried in our life for so long. Because again, 
when we, I mean, I'm 58 years young, we certainly didn't talk about some of the trauma that we talk about today, you know? And so to have these tools and this energy, and I, I mean, I could just see, cause I remember when I told me I was going to go to even a chiropractor. Oh, a chiropractor, you know about that? I'm like, come on, you guys, I love my chiropractor. I'm so, in fact, my husband's going to my chiropractor. Now my whole family goes the same one, which they were all like going, what? You know, but it's, it's true. Like we, we have to find those things that bring us center. And like you said, you're snapping at your kids. And that's kind of where I was at in my journey of, you know, trying to people please. I'm like, I was doing everything else for everybody, including my my own mom, my own kids. But I wasn't, for, I was forgetting who I was. I didn't know who I was. I literally, six weeks of an I am statement, still don't know who the heck I was at the end of the six weeks. Like, what did I just do? I spent six weeks, probably two hours a night on this subject. And I still was saying, I'm a wife, I'm a mom. You know, yeah, I am those things, but I'm something else before that, you know, and I talk often, Jen, here on the show about you have to put yourself first because you can't show up for others the way you we want to. And if you're not putting your cape on so tight that you can button in the back, you can't wrap somebody else around in the love you have for yourself and help love them and the way you want to. And it's so powerful that like you did, you recognize it and said, you know, you found the path for you, because like you said, you know. Not everybody, th- not, not everybody's a right fit for each other, whether it's a therapist or a coach, like what we do, you know, it may not be the right fit. I, I remember when I first started my business, I was primarily weight loss and people would come into my, in my office and they were like, but you know, they've been on this yo-yo diet. I'm like, listen, they would be so perplexed. And this is why I kind of graduate into the life coaching realm as well. Cause they'd be perplexed. I'm like, okay, so what happens when you lose this weight? What's life like for you? They're like going, don't you want to know how much weight I want to lose? I'm like, no, I don't care what the scale says right now. I want to know what is life like for you, Jen? Like really what's happening in your world? And and then I'd send them home with art therapy and they're like, I thought I was going to a weight loss coach. <laughs> you know? But I'm like, that, that's the whole, the whole point about it is the mindset, you know, truly figuring out that mindset of who you are. And so you, you go on this journey and then you, you find this, this thing that works for you. What, what inspired you, empowered you to create a business with it? Well, I think first and foremost, you know, I like at the time I started, I still had kids in high school and I thought, well, if anything ever happened to my husband, I want to be able to like have, be able to provide for my kids and be able to have a flexible schedule. And, you know, so my goal was, you know, basically just to, you know, like make some money, know that I could make money to support my kids if I needed to. And um, yeah, after like, I think a couple years, and I just didn't keep track of the money very well. And my husband's like, can I see your PayPal account? And he's like, you made over a hundred grand. I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't even know. I just loved what I did. And, you know, I was helping out with the household stuff and travel and I, you know, anyway, so then I realized, you know, this is a real, this is a real business. Like this is, um, and I, something to be really serious about. And so then I started more investing and expanding and getting more creative with my, the things that I've offered. And so that was like my main motivation. But, you know, over the years, it's just transformed into like, what I understand now is that it's my, like, it's part of my soul calling. And that's one thing that I help my clients understand is like, your soul calling is much bigger than your why, like everybody talks about the why 
to me, the why is like still outside of you. I want the time freedom. I want a vacation house. I want to, you know, feel financially secure. Like, but what I felt led to help people with is, but what, what is your divine purpose? Like, what did God divinely create you to bring to the world, whether you're walking around in the grocery store, whether you're at a community function, whether you're talking to your child and, and our, our divine or our soul calling is not our work either, but through my work, I live my soul calling, which I've narrowed down to one word. What do you want to know what it is? <laughs> awakening. Of course. Awaken. Awakening. Like yeah. to bring awakening to the world. Yeah, and, that's powerful. Um, and so one thing that I do is like I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who get stuck on plateaus in their business, right? And it's like they get stuck with uh, how do I like money blocks or they get stuck in, you know, I can't find clients. Um, people aren't saying yes to my events. And when we start like diving into the soul calling and they start to put that lens, you know, onto their business, then, I mean, it's, I've had clients over and over tell me, oh my gosh, I had five sales this week, just because I had this whole new perspective of, you know, what I'm bringing to the person, not how I'm going to get the sale, right? But it becomes this like emotional, like heart to heart thing. And then people are like, yeah, I want to buy from you. Yeah. I I love that you called your soul. Say that again, your soul calling. Soul calling. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Because like you were just giving the right example. I was there going, yeah, you know, right. I remember when I first started my business, I was like going, well, I have this product I want to offer them. They, they need it, you know. But now that I, you know, as you were saying, I'm like, gosh, I guess that's what I'm doing. Because, you know, I'll sit with a client. I'm like, you know, I almost like paint the picture like I am them, right? Like I, like I, you know, that whole, this is, you know, if, because I, you know, you and I talked before we got on about my losing my son. And I'm like, I can't live my life differently just because he's not here. My soul is telling me, do what you're doing because you've got, you know, these great things. And he would say all the time, wow, mom, I hear you coaching sometimes from the other room. You know, I can overhear you. Some of the things you do and you say, that's pretty cool. I'm going to take that here or do that. And, and, the, and the cards that we do, he loved the cards. He would, he would have the cards all the time and meditate. He went, had to go to rehab for a little bit and he took the cards with them and it was oh, really powerful, that. you know? So I love that. I love that, that the soul calling and, yeah, that's so true. And I was I was going to ask you, so why, what made you decide, like you could have brought your, your expertise to anywhere, but why the entrepreneur and the executives and such did you work with? Um, I mean, honestly, it was just kind of a fluky, it, it, it was just kind of fluky. Well, maybe it wasn't fluky. Maybe it was just divinely, you know, uh, it just divinely happened. I, at the, when I first started my business, I was looking for a business coach because I had done some network marketing you know, businesses before. So I knew some things about business, but I'd never like really been on my own building a business before. So um, someone had recommended me um, to this woman who was a business coach, but she also was um, a leader in doTERRA essential oils company. And so when I got on her call, I was a little confused and I just messaged her. I'm like, do you help coaches? And we got on this call. She's like, what do you do? And I told her what I do. And she's like, oh, can you release something for me? And I was like, okay, (laughs) I don't even know you, but 
And then um, she's like, oh my gosh, I want to hire you. And I didn't even like, I hadn't even had any paying clients yet. I was just practicing. She's like, how much do you charge? And I was like, um, $75 an hour. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, shoot, I went too low. (laughs) But it was just such a divine intervention because I started working with her and then she started having me come on to her team calls. And then I started like, it was just such word of mouth. And so then like teams would invite me to come and speak to their like groups and come to their team retreats. And I do group coaching and individual coaching. And then all of these people just started like taking off in their businesses. And a lot, many of them went right to the top, you know, of the, of the business because they were working on, you know, the inner junk that was sabotaging, you know, how they felt about themselves, how they felt their relationship with money, speaking up and being seen and heard in bigger ways. And so it just kind of became my expertise. And so now, like, since I've been doing this for like 12 years, um, it's really transformed into, um, like, I can really help people uh get their soul calling aligned with their business and their messaging. It's very intuitive and it's really fun. And um, so that's why I've kind of been in the entrepreneur space and the, you know. I love that. It's kind of like, you know, I, I have a coach that helped me with some social media stuff. They're like, just tell the story, tell, speak to them, like what, you know, share that story of what it is that you do, but let them know, like, Make me feel like I'm you. Make me feel like, oh, that's me on the other side of that camera. You know, I I need to work with that person, you know, and and it's really that's so cool. And you did exactly what we usually do when we first start a business. We were like, oh, they're not gonna pay. For those of you that get ready to start a business and you're listening, charge what you should be charging. Don't think they can afford it. It took me a while, Jen, to come to my soul calling and knowing that you know, my courses are worth $49.97 because that the work that we put into it and what I give you is so powerful and of my time. And, and I want you to walk away with the, it's called the Shiro method, walk away with that roadmap to really be in that person, that Shiro that you're meant to be. And the soul calling as you like, as you call it too, I think that's really, really powerful. So tell me as a client, I start working, I'm an entrepreneur. So I come to start working with you kind of Walk me through like the journey of a client that works with you. What can they, what can they expect when they work with you? Yeah. So usually clients will come to me and they'll say things like, oh, I've hit a plateau. Um, You know, I'm struggling, um, like getting my voice out there. Like I don't, I, I have fears like being seen. I have fears of being, of being heard. I'm making good money, but I'm, I'm afraid to get to the next level, you know, just things things like that. Sometimes people will come to me and um, they'll entrepreneurs will come and they're struggling in their marriage, you know, so it or struggling with one of their kids, but they know it's affecting their business. And so to me, I'm just like, we have a conversation, we talk about all the things that they feel like they're struggling with, like what's what's in the way, whether it's a mindset, thought pattern, Um, like a situation, like you've hit a plateau. Those are all, I explain. like, those are all symptoms. So now we're going to start looking underneath the symptoms and we're going to start talking about like, 
when your nervous system gets triggered, what are some of those situations? And then we're going to go to, let's see where on the timeline you first started believing that you weren't worthy of big success, you know? So it's like this process of like connecting the dots from the, like the top of the symptoms down to okay, where did this actually happen on your timeline? And what's the belief that's affecting this symptom? You know, it's um, creating a block. And so, so not only, you know, we get we get to that route, but then we also get to generational program roots as well. So it's like an intuitive experience. um, And I can just I like do muscle testing, but a lot of it just, I can feel it in my body and like, oh, this is generational. And so we're getting the root from a lot of different angles. And then I can also feel like, like sometimes I'll have a pain in my back or in my throat or in my heart. And I'm like, okay, this, these, this is also stuck in your body. So we're going to work and we're going to release what's in your body. And this is all over Zoom. You know, so I incorporate essential oils. If people like essential oils, I incorporate breathing. I incorporate some visualization. Um, but honestly, like it's the energy, like the stuck energy, because all of our beliefs and all of our traumas, all of those things are just energy, right? And they're either stuck in our subconscious, they're stuck in our bodies. And so my intuition, I don't know how I do it. <laughs> I just know it works and it works quick and it works really well, but I can put all the, I can put all the dots together. And by the end of the session, like people are feeling lighter, they're feeling more confident. Um, I had, I worked with one client, like at the kind of at the very beginning and a man whose wife referred him to me and he was taking voice or he was taking speak public speaking lessons paying a ton of money flying from the east coast to the west coast to like present you know and he he his um voice coach or speaking coach was like you're not connecting with your audience you're not projecting your voice so this guy's wife was like you need to talk to Jen well in the in that session what we figured out was the cord was wrapped around his neck as he was being born. And that trauma, you know, and this is by like connecting all the dots, right? From the symptom going down to the root, that trauma was creating a block in his ability to project his voice and connect with his audience. So we released it. I mean, as simple as just taking some breaths and being intentional. And he went the next day and flew back west and his uh, gave his presentation and his coach was like, I don't know what you're doing, but you keep doing it. And then he was like, you're, you're a strong man. Your voice is important. Like he listed all of these affirmations that I had given that guy in his session. He like called me up and he's like, I, don't, I can't even believe this, <laughs> you know? So it's, I mean, that's kind of a fun one because it was a very physical thing, but a lot of it is just digging deep into like the traumas um, and not to relive them just to identify, you know, like, Oh, when you're, when you were four years old, you know, you had an experience where you believed, you know, you had a developed a perception and a belief about yourself. 
And now it's playing out in this way as an adult. So let's do that. You know, we just go through some breathing and it's very intuitive and different for every person. But by the end, it's like, okay, I feel like I can move forward. I feel I can get, get out there. I have confidence, you know. I love that because it, especially that example that, that gentleman, it's like, once you can step into it, you can release it. Oh my gosh. So many different things can come your way, you know, especially like when I coach on overcoming people, pleasing. once you learn to put boundaries around things, you'll be shocked at the stuff that will happen. Right. And then the thing too, that if you're listening to, to watch out for is that as you work on this stuff and the good thing comes, things are going to come up to be like, oh, and you're going to like to sabotage you. You have to push through it. I mean, uh, last month I went away for a speaking gate, a course, the um, boot camp, And when I came back, I was in Denver. So the coming down the elevation just really messed me up body wise. I ended up in the hospital and, and I was like, I was having such a high when I came home before I left. I'm like, you're not going to, this is not going to stop me. Right. You have to tell yourself, this is not going to stop you because Things will come up as you are building success. Like I, I know you were mentioning earlier, like when you get to that point where you're in your business or, you know, your income level is at a certain level, then you're like, oh, I'm afraid to go more because, who, you know, what's going to happen? What's going to, you know, kind of be in that way. So I love that you shared that too, because we have to, we have to, re- and releasing those things. You're right, because I was talking on another podcast where, you know, what you say between the time you're younger to your that's, you know, seven years old to our children, and if it can affect the rest of their lives. And, and, you know, if we don't watch the words we say, and if we don't do something, I feel right now in our, in, in our school systems, and, and just with our parents having conversations around, hey, you know, I want you to talk positively with you. You know, I, I, I think we're doing our, our children a disservice, because they're on these crazy things all day long. And they yeah. think that what they see here is what they should be, you know, and it's like, so I love that you, you know, help them to release that because until you do release it, and I've watched it happen, I've gone through it myself, you, you have these limiting beliefs and you don't think you deserve it. And, and it's such, it's so refreshing that when you can be like, I, this is not holding me back anymore. It's so refreshing to see the rewards that come your way, as you were saying and describing well, and I love that you brought up the children because when we when we do our own work and like the one of the most powerful elements about the work that I do is the generational clearing. Um, you know, it clears for our children, it clears like for those that come after us, but it it also helps those that have come before us. So you may be doing your inner work but your siblings and your parents and your cousins and your grandparents, they're all getting the blessing of it. And, you know, I have seen within my own family system where, you know, some of my, uh, most of my siblings don't really like get what I do or, you know, it's not their thing and that's fine. Um, But because, because my parents were divorced many years ago, it did create like a lot of tension. And um, a lot of it just never got like verbalized and processed through. But what I've noticed is I've been working on my stuff, like I've noticed a softening, you know, with my siblings. And, and I don't know if they would notice it, but I notice it, you know, and I feel like there are things that have healed and resolved, even though we haven't like hashed it all out, you know, because so much of it, we get passed down to us. 
you know? And so I love that, that concept that, yeah, when we do our work, our children are blessed as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's interesting you said that because I grew up in a house where if my parents had an argument or something, a disagreement, they wouldn't talk for like two weeks at a time. And then all of a sudden everything was fine and dandy. And you're like, how'd that happen? You know, because you didn't see it. So when I met my husband and I've shared the story here before that if we had a disagreement, like we were earlier in our relationship, if I had disagreement, I just was like, all I knew was to shut down. And he'd be like, I can't figure it out. If you don't tell me what's on your mind, I would just still be shut down. And so he'd start having my conversation for me. And that would just get me. So I'm like, I wouldn't have said that to you. That's not how I'm feeling. And so then I started going, oh, I need to share my feelings so I can get this out of my system and not be like holding all this angst inside me, you know, and I just love that. So true. And I was saying on an earlier episode, I'm like, I think our schools. And so I've really now that this is my third time saying it in like three days, I think I said, I think our schools, you know how in the morning they have, I know at least in elementary school, and I think in high school, they still do it where they do the morning show. I think they call it, they get on, you know, they do announcements and stuff. I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if they got on and did like, Today, our positive affirmation is X, Y, Z, or how about we take a f- 10 seconds or 10, you know, two minutes to do breathing and everybody sit there quietly. I think our schools can oh, be good. so much better if we did that. So I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna find out. I know some people in the PTA here closely. So I'm, I'm like, I'm going to think I'm going to make a movement on that. That would be so cool. Yeah. Just yeah. make a recording for them and they can just play it. Right. Here's yeah. Pearl's uh, you know, <laughs> gem of the advice. day. Pearl's gem of the day. Pearl gives yes. wisdom. Yeah, I think it would be Brilliant. so cool. Jen, you're giving me all these ideas. So <laughs> look, at you're already giving me a release. <laughs> I love it. So yeah. so Jen, one of the things that we work on in is self-care. We have what's called the Shiro League. And so it's a community of women. We meet every Sunday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. And we, we come together. It came because I do these annual re- pajama retreats. So every year in September, we have a pajama retreat where you show up on Thursday. We have a makeup removal wine tasting party. So we take our makeup off. And then we, the rest of the weekend, we're in our pajamas the entire weekend long. And and then we work on things around self-care. And we work, we have, like this this year, we have a sex and love coach coming in. She's phenomenal. Emily Young is her name. And so we have speakers like that that come in to help us address things that sometimes we don't talk about, we're afraid to talk about, or that we just need to work on. And so after my first one I did, everyone's like, so how are we going to get together after all this? I'm like, oh, I didn't think about the after, you know, that was before I business coach. And so we created what was called the Shiro League and every Sunday evening, and it really grew. I had the retreat before COVID and the Shiro League really took a a jump forward during COVID because I saw the need where we're just sitting around and nobody was doing for themselves still. It was their moms and dads were trying to be teachers and everything else they never signed up to do. And so we get together every Sunday evening, a community of women who are working on their self-care, working on joy, working on releasing things that keep them from doing their joy. We might, sometimes we've been in the middle of a meeting and somebody's had something tragic happen and we just, you know, pour into that person during that time. It's unrecorded. You can be in your pajamas, you know, it's on Zoom. But so right now what we're working on in there, Jen, is that, you know, we're working on what brings you joy and why does it bring you joy? Because like sort of like what you were saying, you know, the soul calling for your joy, right? So I can say, yeah, I got up this morning out of bed and that brings me joy because I have another day. But why? What does having another day in my life truly mean to me, right? And so they had to do 10 things. I'm going to ask Jen for your top three. What are your top three things that bring you joy and why do they bring you joy? Oh, I love that question. Um, 
Well, definitely being at the beach and having my feet in the sand. I'm like, oh, the energy of the beach just like fills up my soul. You know, I just just being there like that brings so much joy to me. Um, So that would be one. Um, I am a new grandma. So I have a, a two and a half year old granddaughter, a 11 week old granddaughter, and I have one more coming in a week. So um, when I, you know, when that, I'm going to get all emotional when that first grandbaby was born and, you know, I held her for the first time, like I have four kids, so I've held my babies before, but there was something like that was so different about holding a grandbaby, you know, and it's like, it, it was like, I feel like God was just reteaching me what joy was about. But not only that, like, you know, he's teaching me like you came into the world just like this, like, just so pure and so innocent and full of love. And no matter what disconnected you from like, embodying that as the, you know, as the newborn or whatever, like that is still part of you. And the joy that I've had in, you know, spending time with that little grandbaby the last couple of years has been like, I can't even explain it. It has, it has been like healing to my soul in so many ways. And then the third thing, I feel like just like being with a friend that you can just be like yourself. You know, I love the idea of the pajama retreat because I'm like oh yeah that's my kind of space and you know just being able to be yourself and like that brings me so much joy where I don't have to worry about like someone you know being judged or criticized it's like just this this gift of being unconditionally loved by a really you know great friend I I congratulations on grandma I'm not there yet I told him you know it's 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 a kind of one of those bittersweet moments. I used to tell my son, my oldest son who passed, I used to say, I don't want grandbabies. You can wait 10 years, wait 10 years. You know, he never was in a really serious relationship till when he passed. And Brittany is just amazing. And um, so he never had, you know, he wasn't in a situation to have kids that I would want him to have kids, you know, but that was one thing that, you know, he did bless us with was this amazing girlfriend. And she has a little girl that Matt loved, like it, it was like she was his own. And because his her dad wasn't around, it, Matt just like, he used to say all the time, mom, I don't understand why these guys don't show up for their kids. And then here he meets Brittany and she's like, the dad's not anywhere around. I'm okay with that. And so, so he's left us that blessing. You know, I somewhat have that, that grandma. My younger son is not married yet. I think that's coming soon. What we're hoping, but I think that's so amazing. But yeah, the retreat has two of your joys. One's the beach, right? We're literally on the beach with our own walking path to the beach. And then second one is just hanging out with girlfriends. And literally that's what we do. And some of the stories that, you know, I've had people come to this retreat that I do walk in doing a business and they leave saying, that's not the business I want to do. And they close that business and start it with their, like their soul calling, as you call it, Jen, like they did their, what their true passion was. And um, that's why I do it. I just, it's so, and also the makeup people often ask me like, why do you take off the makeup? And I explain to my, listen, my first retreat I did, it was a two day retreat. You could come and go, you could stay at the hotel. We had a hotel at that time. And after that, after the, that first time we decided to do a house and from the last five years I've been at the house, 
but um, or six years. But I said the reason why the makeup comes off is I feel if you take off your makeup, you're not you have nothing left to hide behind. You are being your raw self. There's nothing left, and if you can have the strength to do it, that alone is some. That's the first letter of the S in Shiro. Is like you're getting the strength to take this makeup off. And I can tell you, and I give them an example. I go, there's one lady who came to my retreat. She refused to come without makeup on. And I can tell you today, she's still in the same spot in her life she was seven years ago. But everybody else, I've had people leave bad relationships, abusive relationships. And it's not like they come in here and we know they have this, this stuff that's going on in their life. But once they come into the retreat, it's like that safe space. They realize, like you said, Jen, these girls are my are going to be my girlfriends. These are girls that I that have gone through experiences, not exactly like mine, but very similar, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so it's, it's, that's what's so rewarding. And that's why I keep doing it because we need to touch more. And last year we had 13 in attendance, one of our highest and everybody's coming back this year. So we said we want more women. So we upped it to 25. So we have four spots left, Jen, if you want to join us. So <laughs> just saying. Give me the info. <laughs> yes, I will. So then, so we work on the joy and, and you know, breaking down with the joy. And you did great. Like you gave the examples. And that's what we were helping them really break down with. So then the second part of the of the journey that they were working on is they had to create their not to-do list. You know, we have so many times we have these to-do lists of things we have to do. But the not to do list is to take things that you're doing in your life that are stopping you from going to the beach, stopping you from being your grandchildren, stopping you from being with friends. So if you think about your not to do list, what things in your life do you the top three things that you say, I have to stop doing this because it doesn't allow me to do this joy? Um, let's see. Well, I mean, I think I can always do less scrolling on social media. You know, sometimes I get on there to post and then I like get lost in it for a little bit. So yeah, that, that can be a distraction, but a big energy drain for me. So, um, scrolling on social media, um, I would say like, stop worrying about the stuff that I can't control, you know, like that's a lot of times, you know, I can get some spiraling thoughts and that's, you know, that's one thing that, you know, I work on, okay, what's, what's underneath this, why, you know, this is taking a lot of my brain energy. So it's like just letting go of the worry. And the third thing would be, um, I would say there are times that I don't speak up um, when I need to. And even though that might not have a direct, like, re, like a direct correlation to spending time with my kids or going to the beach, what it does is it drains my energy, you know, so that I have less creativity and less motivation and, I just don't feel my best. So if I'm not feeling great, then I'm not going to be engaging in those things that I love. So I just have stuff too. <laughs> you did. Those were powerful, especially like the social media that I feel like I, I have that. That's one of my not to do lists as well. And and then the stuff you can't control. That's like, you know, I have a situation right now with my mom that um, we're trying to you know guide through some decisions and we've got a relative that's like throwing these daggers, like we're trying to do these things. Like, 
just want her to be safe. And so it's like, I can, you know, like that whole energy of going down there going, why would I think that, you know, I was like, I need to get rid of that. I'm going to release it. I'm going to share, this is why we're doing what we're doing. And we're not doing what you think we're doing, or maybe you're being told we're doing. So, you know, so that's, that's, um, that's really great examples. Thank you so much. So the Shiro's, so everybody always asks, you know, I always like to break it down. I want to break it down with you and ask you some questions around being a Shiro. So the S stands for strong. So, you know, many times just saying no to somebody, just stepping into who we truly are and leaning into that process can be so scary and fearful. And so I create the S because I feel like we got to get our strength to be able to say no to others and yes to ourselves, overcoming that people pleasing. So where was there a time in your life that you had to dig Jen deep down and use that strength you have from your energy? How did you use that strength to get through this, the the challenge in your life? Well, I am, I am a recovering people pleaser and, you know, a codependent relationship person. <laughs> and I didn't realize it for a long time, you know, and but what was happening in a lot of my friendships is like I kind of attracted women that just needed a lot of or wanted a lot of attention and things were always um, things were always breaking down. Things were always like happening and I would just jump in and just try and save them and try and fix things for them. And um, I'd put my family on the back burner, you know, to because it just made me feel good, right? To try and help somebody, but it was really unhealthy. And and so I, as I was doing my inner work and I was having more awareness about what was happening, I started putting up some boundaries and saying like no. And it was very, very difficult because a lot of times the like the ones that I had given everything to, as as soon as I put up the boundary, they were the first ones to like stab me in the back. And it was very, very painful. And it was interesting because I feel like, you know, when we start to have an awareness and it's trying to make and we're trying to find that strength and we're trying to let go of the old emotional junk that keeps us tethered to that pattern, we get opportunities, you know, to practice being strong. So it took me about four friendships, I think by counting that right, of learning how to have boundaries until I didn't attract those types of friend, like people in my life that just were trying to suck everything that I had, you know, that was some of the hard, like those were some of the hardest moments that I really had to step into that strength of, um, you know, doing something different so that I could get a different outcome. Well, you you know, that's so true. I remember I, I'm again, I'm an overcoming people pleaser too. And so that was one of the things I was so proud of because I, you, I was just like you said, anything for my friends or for, you know, somebody's business, you want help. And then my family be on the back burner. And when I finally stood into that understanding that saying no to others is not selfish, it's taking care of me so that I can take care of all those things that I love to do. I started saying it more excitedly. Like I would say, no, I just can't do that right now. It's not a good fit for me. You know, and if I knew somebody, I'd be like, hey, maybe you can call Jen. It might be a great fit for her. I'm not sure what she's got going on. And when I, as I was doing that more and more, I was finding that I was opening doors for people who are waiting for the opportunity. 
So I thought that made me feel good. But then fast forward, you reminded me that once you can step into that, I had a friendship, like we became fast friends. We were attached to the hip everywhere we went, like to the point that when we stopped being friends, people were like, well, what happened to so-and-so? And And it got to where I was like, I kind of avoided the question. And so I stepped into that. I'm not going to, I don't need to people please to make sure she's protected. You know what I mean? I, I, I found myself kind of doing it. I'm like, that's not what I've worked so hard to do. So I finally just was like, and when, when it went down, she said something about life. And it's kind of interesting how it came full circle, her comment to me that I actually felt her comment personally. I looked at her like she was living with us at the time. I literally looked at her and I said, that's against my ethics. That I don't believe in. And you need to leave my home. And so once I stepped into that, I, re- I it brought me back to going, that's who you are, pro. Stand by what you're, you know, you're not being a people pleaser. You don't have to say, oh, it's okay. You can still stay here. Or you can still be my friend. And then as I did that, like I said, when people would ask, then I was like going, I don't have to protect. It's her job to, you know, answer for herself. I would just be like, our ethics don't align up together. So I made the choices that are right for me, you know, and, and it, that power came back because I was letting some of that power go by mm-hmm. doing that protecting, you know, and I love that you share that with, with your, with the S. So the next one is happy. You know, as we, as we walk in that strength, you do become happier. You start finding your happiness again and you start, you start enjoying those things that bring you joy. You enjoy the beach and your grandchildren and things that you were describing. So tell us to the listeners, what does happiness mean to you, Jen? Honestly, I've thought a lot about this question over the last, especially couple years. And to me, it's feeling peace. It's not like having everything in my life be perfect by any means. Like that's not gonna, you know, that's not gonna happen. But if I can feel peaceful in any circumstance, then, then I'm happy because you know, it's, it's more of like, I'm moving through life instead of stopping starting, you know, like with all the frustrations. And it's like, no, being like, for me, happiness is kind of being like in the flow. That makes sense. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because when you're not when you don't have peace, you're not you how can you be fully happy, right? Like, how can you really enjoy that happiness? So that's a great Great one. And so the letter E stands for empower, because I think too, like, as you become strong and you become happier, then you start becoming empowered to really step into, you know, who you truly want to be, or maybe it's a dream or vision you've had. Maybe it's a business you want to start, or you don't want to work anymore. You want to stay home with your kids and be a CEO mom. Or if you, you know, maybe you are a CEO mom that doesn't want to stay home all the time and you want to be a CEO working mom, that's okay too. And so I love that, that, that letter E. So thinking about empowered, at one in your life, did you, through what your work you do, that you finally say, I got this and became more empowered to like, like you said, your husband looked at your, at your PayPal. I was like, wow, you, you know, you've got a hundred thousand dollars. This is awesome. I'm sure that was kind of par- part of it as well. I mean, and like to step out and start a business, to go on that leap of faith, to go, I'm going to go do this. How, where was that time and describe to us what it felt like to have that empowerment? Well, I think I think the a moment of real empowerment for me was the first time um, I got on a stage in front of I think there must have been like a hundred people in the room. I was hired to come and do um, to a like one of those DoTerra team retreats to some t- you know some higher leaders, and they wanted me to talk about mindset. And then we actually did a group session. 
And I had never done a group session with 100 people live on a stage before. And it was so empowering because it was like, it was just this like experience of I am the conduit, you know, like this isn't about me at all. This is about me, like just receiving what this audience needs. And I just, my intuition was like, so on fire and I knew exactly what to say and exactly um, what to release and clear and like uh, the affirmations that we connected people to like it was like one of the most empowering moments and that's when I was like I'm I'm doing what I'm meant to do you know but I will say like in order to have those empowering moments like I have to always like be working on my stuff because like right. you said before, like things come up and they try and sabotage you. And every time you're working towards a higher level, you're going to have deeper stuff coming up. So if, I always tell my clients, like, if you want to stay empowered, just work on your stuff as it comes up. Doesn't yes. mean anything's wrong with you. You just have to be like, oh, I'm feeling really off or, oh, I'm having some sabotage thoughts or actions or whatever, like, okay, that's my sign. I get to clear something deeper. That's what I think keeps us empowered. Yeah. And that's why I do my, my affirmation every morning is I'm beautifully and wonderfully made good, bad, and different. I'm going to have an amazing day and whatever comes my way. And I will always have a lesson to learn from it. So then I'm allowing going, okay, there's things that are not going to be the, the, the ideal I want it, but I'm going to learn from it. And, you know, speaking of, I, um, I'm actually speaking, um, for my first 200 people stage on International Women's Day in City Corp and like stepping out. It's like somebody's like, are you nervous? I'm like, I have butterflies, but they're not nerves. I'm like, I yeah. have butterflies because I'm like going, there's 200 women that are, and there's met some men there that I'm going to be able to go like, here's why you should be a Shiro. And here you gentlemen there in this room, why you need to commute that your that your loved ones and women in your life, moms, daughters, whatever it is be empowered to communicate that expectation. So I love that example. And so radiant. And, and as I was telling Jen, before we hopped on, I was telling her, I'm stealing this from one of my previous guests. We we're talking about radiant. She goes, oh, you mean glowing up? And I'm like, I love that. And so radiant, you know, yes, it means like glowing up. You're, you're working through the first few letters of Shiro and you're really starting to shine. Like you've got this glow and people are starting to ask you, what's going on with you? You look really different. You know, like they're recognizing, right? So as you were growing your business and walking into this beautiful journey you have of helping others, at what point did you feel like, like all of a sudden you're stepping your step going, wow, this is, this is, I'm really enjoying this. Um, I think the first time that I realized that people were like seeing me as like, I guess someone special and like what I do was the first time I went to a doTERRA convention and I was walking through the halls and there's thousands of people there, right? Like I certainly don't know anybody, but at that point I had been coaching a lot of people and I'd hear people and I'd be standing in a line and I'd hear people, a few people, like few people back, like that's Jen Paulson. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, and people would like come up with to me and be like, Oh, I listen to your Facebook lives and I love them. And it just surprised me so much, you know, and, and I really loved that moment. I, I was like, not embarrassed by it. I wasn't trying to downplay it. And that, that says a lot for our inner work when we can be like, wow, you know, like, not that I'm 
it wasn't anything about like, oh, I'm important or I'm better than somebody. It was like, wow, they see me, you know? That's powerful. I'm thinking of an actor that I wish I could like bring around and go, that's how you should have behaved the day that I met you. So I don't know if you remember this show. Um, Oh gosh, Emma Sands was in it. I think it was Dynasty. I think it was called Dynasty or something like that. And um, she was dating, I don't remember his name, but her her significant other on the show, very handsome young guy. So my husband and I lived in California and they had the car show, but that was back in the day when they made you do this Disney line, you know, kind of thing. And so we're going through and I said to my husband, oh, that's so-and-so. And that's, I just said it. We were behind him the entire time. Like you couldn't get out of line. You were behind so near the end, I waited till we're almost done out. And I just said, hey, I just want you to know that I think you're really awesome. It's really, it was great just hanging out with you here tonight. I know, you know, I didn't want to bother you, but just wanted to tell you that. He literally looked at me, John. He's like, I can't believe you're bothering me. Leave me there. And he said some not so nice words. And I was like, I said, you know what? I'll do you one better. I'll make sure not to watch your show anymore. I'll let all my friends know. So I wish he, he needs to get a lesson from you, Jen. <laughs> oh, my God. And the funny thing is, is that after that show, I honestly don't, you know, karma. I don't, don't think he really went anywhere. But when you said that, that he came to my mind, like going, yeah, it's really cool. that people go, that's Pearl. You're, you know, that's John. That's very, very cool. I love, love, love that. And so the O, as I was, we were talking before we came on today, is the O is because I feel like we there's so much talk about being your authentic self. And yeah, you can say, oh, my authentic self. Well, that's great. Like you said, all these things on the outside. But what are you on the inside? And I feel like if you really do the work, we have what's called the Shiro method. And we walk through all these letters. And if you really do the work on those on those first four letters, then you really do become that original self that was always been there. It's not that you're authentic. You've always been there. You just forgot who she was. And as you become and you do this work, now you're you're that original authentic self that you've always been. And you can really walk in that world and you can really put that hero cape on and really have that superpower of being who you are and who you're meant to be. So Jen, what I want to know is What's upcoming for you? Because you are, I can tell you are the person you want to be. And I can tell that you are empowering so many people with what you offer. But I want to know in your authentic original self, what else is on the plate or in the future that you, that you're working on? Well, I am working on, you know, in my bio that you read, like it said, I'm the creative year of miracles. And so that was a program that actually (laughs) I had thought about, I guess I had brainstormed it like many years ago, but then in 2019, I like had this idea. I'm like, I'm going to create a year of miracles program. And then randomly I found a piece of paper where I had it all laid out like from years ago. And I was like, this is weird. I've heard about this kind of thing, but I've never experienced it. And so what I did in that year, In 2019, every Monday through Friday, I got on um, Facebook and did like a little mini like clearing, you know, little energy session, mindset session. It would, they're usually between 15, 20, 25 minutes. Every month had a theme and then every week had like sub themes and every day had like a little sub theme of the week. And so what I'm working on now is um, we've got all of those recordings edited and we're putting them on an app on the phone so that people can have access to that and have, um, yeah, so they can like be working through like the first month is abundance and the second month is like relationships because February, right? March, I think is something like um, creativity. 
And so every, every month, June is all about the family and clearing trauma and doing dedication work for kids. And so you got all these little mini sessions that you can just have at your disposal listen to with your family if you want to. But I have a lot of people be like, oh, I just am feeling off today. What can I do? I'm like, go to your Year of Miracles apps, spend 15 minutes. It's it's energy, right? So it doesn't matter like whatever needs to release and heal, it the, like you'll get whatever you need, you know. So that's a big project that um, we're getting ready to launch. And I'm in the process of rebranding actually. So my my website as it is right now will be changed within a few weeks and um, really focusing more on like working with people who want to do the deep dives, like more one-on-one, like soul work. I just changed my title to soul connection coach because that's really what I want to focus on. I feel like there's this universal shift happening where our souls are like, we've been through trauma the last few years. We've, you know, we've had the great like excavation of all of our junk. Like if anything was hiding during the pandemic, lockdown and craziness, it was coming up. (laughs) You couldn't really ignore it. Right. So we had that like excavation. Then I feel like we had some, a little downtime and now it's like our souls are like, okay, it's time to go deep. Like it's time, time, time to really get solid and understanding like who you are, why you're here and then live it because the world is just getting so chaotic. And if we don't have that inner strength, like you were talking about, and if we don't have that connection and understanding about who we really are and like living in our authenticity from this deep level that can't be blown in the wind by, you know, this post or that post or this news thing and this drama, like we have to like get into that space. If we can't, if we do that, then our lives will weather whatever storms are around us, you know. That is so true. It's congratulations on the rebranding. And I love the new title. I think it's so I think it just says exactly who you are. That's awesome. Thank I can't you. wait to see everything. I just looked at my watch and it's like, oh, my gosh, our hour is upon us. <laughs> We've been having so much fun. So I don't want we'll make sure we put all the links where everybody can find you as well. When we drop and share everything about you. So I don't want us to forget our cards. So our better questions, better life cards. Jen already knows we're going to shuffle these. She's going to tell me when to stop. Can I say one thing really quick? I am going to give you a link to a landing page where people can um, like put their email in and receive like a a day from my year of miracles. Oh, awesome. Okay. You guys hear that. So you're going to get a, she's going to give you a day from a year miracle program. I love that. We'll make sure everybody has that. Thanks Jen for reminding me of that. I didn't have your sheet because I, I, Took over for Julie today. So awesome. Thank you for that reminder. All right. So I'm going to shuffle. You tell me when to stop shuffling. Okay. Now. All right. Let's see. Ooh, what am I doing to pursue my passion? Oh, I love that. Well, I hired a really great business coach and like really made a big investment in myself. Like I feel like as a coach, when we make those big investments in ourselves, it, you know, it like sends a message back out into the world that it's safe to work with us. And so like, you know, 
really getting some dialed in help is like what I'm really passionate about right now. So that's what I did. I love that. That's awesome. And I love I love your passion. You guys, you have to watch on YouTube as well because you can see Jen's beautiful smile <laughs> and sharing all of that. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Jen, thanks for joining us today. And I just want to remind you, if you want to know about the retreats, you just go to wslivingretreats.com. That's wslivingretreats.com. But if you really want to become your Shiro and step into that superpower of who you are, all you have to do is email hello at wsliving.com, hello at wsliving.com, and just type in Shiro, and we'll get you all the information you need. Because remember, as you come into this world, you're a little rough oyster on the outside, but as you open that shell and you open up the inside, you will find your inner pearl of greatness. And I hope you guys have a great day and you go find your inner pearl of greatness. <laughs>